Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it. And the people involved in the talking right now are myself, Jason, and uh, my friend, Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, that's me. How's it going? It is definitely a Friday as we're recording this. It is a, a beautiful, cold, crisp, almost winter day. I love it. Is it still technically fall? Yes. I don't like that. Uh, well, I don't really um, get to do anything about that. I mean, it's the calendar is what the calendar is. So, oh, it's not like a, we can't vote for a new like no. Hurry up. Okay. No. All right. But That's fine. I will, I will have a major announcement about things later. Um, anyway, I won't. Have how are you? Any major how are you doing? I, you just asked me that. I was about to ask you how are you doing. Oh, I'm good. Good. I'm good. <laughs> Great. But you're good too? They're so good. All right. I can't complain about anything. But what, today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about season six, episode seven. And uh, it's going to be great. This oh, is the uh, episode called Flowride. Flowrider. Flowride. And uh, Jeremy, what are your first impressions on this episode? I like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, uh, I hadn't, I hadn't seen this episode in a while. And, um, I just remember Tom, I love episodes where Tom is just like the best version of himself. And I feel like outside of relationship when he is just toming it up without any, like he, he's, how do I say it? Like he is doing what he does best and he's right. not thinking about himself in this capacity. And he really helps Leslie and, yeah, I, it's it's great. I, I I really enjoyed this episode. I think Craig is fantastic in it. Uh, Donna, I love their whole Donna and um, uh, April. It's it's a lot of fun. What did you What did you think of it? Um, I forgot that there's the um, NFL propaganda at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and I love the NFL, but I just thought that was like so lame. And like play 60 is a great thing. I, I, I'm not trying to say the program is bad. Oh, okay. But like, it just had the cold open had nothing to do with the rest of the episode. Yeah. I and felt that, like they tacked it onto the bachelor party. Like they filmed it all. Yeah. At the same time. And then they go, Hey, let's use this. Right. As a, like you, you use us for a storyline. We'll use you to push our agenda and our big fitness agenda. <laughs> Our big big fitness got out there. So what's yeah. the Colts owner's name? Irsay? Isn't that his yeah. name? Jim yeah. Irsay. Irsay? Jim Irsay is like, like that. I got, I'll be on I'll be on TV. Why not? I I love being on TV. I I own a football team. Uh yeah. So that kind of put me in a bad mood with this episode. And then I uh I warmed to it. And what is it? Be, what is it about the NFL propaganda that just other than it just didn't belong? Like it just didn't belong. It didn't. It just fit. shoehorned it, it in there. It wasn't funny. It was, I don't know. It was just. It was all just so lame. It was like your grandparents <laughs> want you to do a skit at Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh man, I did. We did that once. I did that. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Where it's like, there's no good reason we're doing this. And it doesn't feel like anybody else wanted to do that. And the only person in the show who really <laughs> loves the Colts isn't even on it. <laughs> yeah, Andy. Andy wasn't even there. 
Yeah. yeah. So there's all kinds of things about it where just like this is not as good as it could have been, um, and it is actively making me more angry as I'm watching the IMDb uh, screen is like doing the cold open, like they're playing the whole thing. <laughs> as it just I'm on the website and they're just playing the whole cold open because it's yeah. big NFL propaganda. Yeah. Our, my, my, so our skit was, I was at my grandparents' house with, and the cousins were there and nobody asked us. That's the first, that's the first thing. Nobody asked us to put on the skit and we didn't even, we didn't do a skit. We did a puppet show, but we didn't do a puppet show. We did a claymation puppet show. So yes. Like with Play-Doh? Yeah, we made like we had my my uh, grandparents were the ceramicists, ceramic ceramics people, and uh, they had clay and other things for us to get into. And so we we put on this terrible puppet show and nobody wanted that. Nobody, nobody wanted it. It was not good. I don't think there was I think the plot was terrible. I think there was a dog involved and like a person and dog ran away. It was good. Just like the story. (laughs) Did you compare it to Avatar? (laughs) Avatar hadn't been out yet. But I compared it to my other favorite movie when I was, I was, I was probably what, like eight or nine years old. So deer hunter, the deer hunter, it was, it was a lot like that. That's funny. <laughs> deer hunter. <laughs> yeah. Great family, great family entertainment. Yeah. Deer hunter. Yeah. Yeah. I was like taxi so, driver, deer hunter, you know, whatever. So <laughs> ordinary people, just, uh, other movies that are very sad that came out in the seventies <laughs> and eighties. Anyway, yeah. So okay, NFL, big propaganda. But then after that, after that, well, how did you? What did you think of the whole? Like, we'll get into it, but you know, yeah. comparing my, people's my favorite of the three plot lines is Ron and Chris. Okay, like the I I enjoyed that the most because anytime Ron and Chris are together, they're so opposite. <laughs> I just right. love that, and then also all of the the fake book titles are right excellent. They're so good. Uh, and so that was my favorite part. So, but yeah, other than that, end of episode. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, uh, so, next week, uh, Cones of Dunshire. Yes, sir. All right. But let's jump into it for real, though. Okay. Because there, there are some important issues that uh, they address. And on IMDb, I, I feel like it would be important for us to um, mention a important cause uh because i was looking at the the reviews <laughs> yeah tba i was looking at the reviews or tb T, tbd anyway the, the yeah. user reviews and um you know this issue this the the issue of fluoride in the water is uh something in Pawnee. uh they don't have it and they're going to have access to fluoride in the water because of the eagleton merger and leslie's pretty mm-hmm. excited about it and jam less so um, and I do think it would be important to l- turn our attention to uh, user review uh, from jcook56050. It was posted mm-hmm. on <laughs> January 13, 2014. Um, and the heading, head, the, the title of his review, or her review, I don't know, Jay could be a boy or a girl's name, is Their Clean review. Water, Please. And I was like, interesting. Two out of ten stars for Clean Water, Please. And it's not a request. I, I, you know, there's no punctuation telling me what's going on here with this clean water, please. Um, so, uh, 
visit review is just so wonderful. <laughs> and uh, Wait, is, that person, the, is that the entirety of the review? No, I, this, oh. I'll read it. It's okay. not short. I don't know if you could t- tell. It's not short just by uh, the two out of 10 and the clean water, please. But this person watched the episode simply because our group, whom we prefer to, re- prefer to refer to as, in quotes, opponents of fluoridation, have spent the last decade studying the science, ethics, and legality of public water fluoridation. The show was meant to put some kind of light on the controversy of the policy using dark comedy. Dark comedy. Uh, It failed to clarify either side for its viewers, and the pro-fluoridationists are probably quite happy about that. However, Mm. the show might serve to bring the absurdity of the practice to more of the public than might otherwise even bother to check out on this long-term scam. I doubt European viewers will find it funny at all. They saw through the fluoridation scam decades ago. Only a handful of countries still retain the policy in the entire world. At first, I was confused. by the, This is a new paragraph. By the way the episode was written. Obviously, someone from the ADA, American Dental Association, or CDC, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, or maybe even PEW Trust, Pew Trust, mm-hmm. got some talking points over to the writers of the show. They ran with all the trite arguments and internet chatter they could fit into the script. I had thought maybe it would either be alarming or interesting. I'm not quite sure what I can call it now. Maybe that was the writer's intent. I don't normally see the humor in government officials acting insanely. (laughs) Why are you watching the show? Because a lot of citizens get hurt in the process. But that's what this TV show seems to be about. Now, add the fluoride problem and you get insanity squared. Whoever wrote this had researched all of the major catchphrases used by the proponents, including we have science and facts on our side, in quote, and safe Mm -hmm. and effective, in quote. We've found proponents go to any lengths to avoid the real science in achieving their goal. This show is just another example. Perhaps the most bothersome aspect of the show was the writer somehow managed to inject the opponents of fluoridation, if indeed there were any, with aspects of craziness while pretending that there was a debate going on and having a dentist argue our side of the issue for all the wrong reasons was a bit uncomfortable. That being said, perhaps the the best this show will do for the public is to once again bring the fluoridation issue before people in a national audience who might not have otherwise known all this insanity was actually being perpetrated by their own health department. And uh, the next one, and there's another one after that too. There's more. Fluoride episode might be anti-fluoride. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty great. They didn't even rate it. At first, I was floored to see pro-fluoride message. But then I remembered this show has never had any real moral, political, or intelligent depth or message. It's about oh, no. a cast of nonsensical, truly goofy government employees and the like bureaucrats they, in quotes, work for. Yeah. So uh, somehow this episode got some people... <laughs> To really want to enter into the uh, the fluoride debate on IMDb, <laughs> I think these people actually lived in Pawnee, probably. So, um, and we're not going to really have the time. Where do you or, stand with fluoride, Jason, in the water? You know, I have been drinking fluoridated water for all of my forty-one years so far, uh-huh. and I am fine. So I'm not really worried about it. 
Okay. What about you, Jeremy? And you have all your teeth? Oh, I have I, extra teeth. I, yeah. That, I mean, I don't have an opinion on it. Oh, good. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is, well, it's so bizarre where people will choose to enter into an argument. And I just find <laughs> that the IMDb, IMDb review is the weirdest place to jump in and say, like, <laughs> No, I need to lay out some some facts for y'all. I got to break it down. The people need is, to know. This is a TV show that <laughs> is a comedy. But, I mean, it is a dark comedy. Yeah. So. I wonder if they, they go through and, like, point out all of the, the things wrong in, like, South Park and Rick and Morty and, you know. Oh, man. There, <laughs> they'll, be busy for, they'll be busy for a while. There's a word for this. It's pedantic. And uh, I was going to say I, Troll. No, but see, they don't think they're a troll. Like I, that's I think true. trolls, yeah, that's true. yeah, like are they, going they, around just being like, hey, 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 right. and butthead. That's a troll. <laughs> this is somebody who's like, no, this is a very serious issue, and I need people to know. We're gonna talk about this, right? I need people to know on IMDb. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and uh, fourteen out of eighty-one people found that review helpful. The IMDb community has been fooled too long. Yeah. I have to bring this to light. They're just going along with this big fluoride scam. So, listener, maybe you what? live I, I, in a fluoride-free <laughs> town. Great. Enjoy your water with whatever, and I don't care. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> would anybody really want to jump onto IMDb and make these kinds of posts? It's crazy. My thing is, what, what made them give them the, X, the one star? Well, they gave them like, two stars. Like, that, no, that's what I'm saying is that you have to like give it a star to, oh, I guess you can leave it unrated, but why, why not rate it one star? Why, why two? If you're that opposed to the whole thing. Maybe they were like really, they were won over by the NFL um, propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean that, maybe they're like, oh yeah, cool. Great. I love the Colts. And then the credits hit and they're at the, oh, the that, reservoir and they're like, what is, what? Florida. It's the complete. It's the complete opposite for you, right? It's like the op, they they took away the opposite feeling that you did. Oh, NFL! Yay, NFL! <laughs> yeah, and I love the NFL. I mean, I, I watched a game last night. I I I love the NFL. Yeah, that is a game that happened. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't really watch it so much as it. I was around it in the yeah. It was a game that, that happened. I found myself. So, for those of you who don't care, the Seahawks lost. Spoilers. Oh, my bad. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So okay, uh, well, yeah. So let's just let's, kind of break this down a little bit. Let's. Uh, you want to start with the fluoride story? Let's get it. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, we're already talking so much about it. I think so, we'll learn a lot about fluoride from this. I with doubt fa it. Facts and science. Nope. Uh, speaking of nope, Leslie was nice. at. Uh, Leslie and Tom are at the Eagleton Reservoir, and uh, she's struck by how amazing it is. And she said, isn't it stunning? Stunning. And Tom says, it's just a big, dumb pond. <laughs> <laughs> and then he talks about the YouTube clip of a little puppy riding a motorcycle. So my, my standard for stunning is pretty high, <laughs> uh, which I get. I totally get. Um, but she's excited because Eagleton has fluoride in the water and now Pawnee's going to have access. Um, and so she's pretty stoked about it. And Tom... Uh, then points out that the uh, puppy had a little sidecar with a piggy named 
Hampton. So, oh, yeah. There's nothing that's going to impress Tom now. I mean, there, not, there's no at least way. Not today. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so Leslie uh, asks for the link, um, but yeah, she's going to do everything she can to move into the uh, having access into the uh, Eagleton Reservoir for Pawnee citizens. And so, while she's been recalled, she still has about a month to do work. And she's going to try to get as many things in as possible. Um, and and so, yeah, so that's where she's going. So she's going to go to the, um, she's, she's going to go to the city council meeting and uh, propose her bill. Uh, and Jeremy Jam is going to put an, an opposing bill called the uh, Clean Water Forever Act or something like that. Um, and uh, his motivation is as a dentist. He loves cavities because they keep him, uh, keep him flush with cash, and how it helps him buy a sweet ride. <laughs> they go outside <laughs> to look at his car. And what I love about this is because this is official business, the sten- mm-hmm. the, the the stenographer, the court reporter person, not their court reporter. This <laughs> isn't court. The person who's writing all this down. She's out there in her little in her chair with a little like computer thing, uh, <laughs> keeping record of all of this meeting. <laughs> so it's not just the council people who went outside; the whole meeting went outside. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was I thought that was probably the funniest part of the whole fluoride storyline. Personally, um, <laughs> that's it. So that's hey, it. He got, uh, he got an Asian girl to sit in his car once. So, <laughs> so he needed people. He needed people to know. It's so, so, so jam, so jam. Uh, and, uh, and so then, uh, Leslie is, is talking to Ben about after the meeting and it's, she says, you know, he's got, uh, he's, he's just fear mongering here and I'm trying to use facts, science, reason, all these things. And, uh, and Ben, uh, is like, well, people get jittery about stuff like this and we wouldn't know anything anything about people getting jittery about government things happening in our world for real. Um, yeah. So this, this episode ring rang not true to me at all. <laughs> uh, over and over again, as we, as this was happening, I was just like, oh, so prophetic. Yeah. People, people, people are amazing. Um, yeah. And Ben's like, Hey, remember last year, no one got flu shots because there, there was a rumor. They turned you European. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. That was the worst of our problems. That would be fantastic. They turned you European. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so then Jessica shows up. Jessica Wick shows up. Uh, so Ben's got to go, and you're like, uh, <laughs> Jessica's problem because the Sweetums <laughs> Foundation uh, is, you know, trying to, in heavy quotes, help people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, her problem here that she needs Jessica to fix is some Lardos in Muncie ate tainted Sweetums toffee sticks and diarrheaed so much they ended up in the hospital. <laughs> and her solution oh. is, can we give their school like a new seesaw or something? <laughs> I love anytime we can work diarrhea into a verb. Diarrhea. Yeah. I, they diarrhea. Uh, so the diarrhea since Easter's. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, yeah. So Ben and Leslie both have problems they're working through, and uh, so then cut to um, Jeremy Jam is uh, on Purd's show, and uh, <laughs> Leslie's watching from her office, and 
<laughs> he's like, Jer- uh, Leslie wants to put fluoride in your water, which is a chemical. Uh, and you know what else is a chemical? Strychnine, cyanide. And then Purge's like, and dirt and rust and even broken glass. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> knows that Purge is an idiot. Like you could see it in his face. Like, yes, you definitely understand what chemicals are. <laughs> hey, but this, this helps, this helps my, my side of the argument. So yeah, just keep talking, man. Yeah. And so, uh, so Jeremy's like, if, if you want to contact the psychopath that wants to turn your kids into bad at math, communist fluoride zombies, we'll just call the number at the bottom of your screen. And then people start calling up Leslie in her office. Um, and, uh, and she is not having it. So she responds poorly to people and Tom's with her. He's like, you can't talk to people like that. It's like, why not? What are they going to do? Vote me out of office. Um, and so we have a talking head. You're like, there's no consequences anymore. I, I, I'm a loose cannon. I can do what I want. I'm like a white male U S Senator. <laughs> uh, so, uh, then it cuts back to her office and, uh, I answered another, uh, phone call comes in and she's like, fluoride is going into the water moron. Oh, Hey mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and then she's like, I'm sorry. And a beat. I was like, because it's it's good, it prevents cavities. I thought I expected more from you. <laughs> Which uh is funny. I that her mom would call and say, Yeah, why why do you want to put fluoride in the water? What's wrong with you? So Yeah, the it's it, the propaganda's working. Right. And so now they're trying to uh Leslie wants to fight fire with fire. She's a loose cannon, and so she's her her big strategy is to distribute the binders, but the binders are bright yellow. Uh, and Whoa. Tom's like, no, that's, that's too boring. That's too nothing. It's, uh, uh, and so he's like, we got to make it something that some people are excited about. We need to rebrand. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, Tom is going to sex up fluoride <laughs> and, uh, so they go out and they're going to make things happen. We jump back to Jeremy jam in a, uh, public meeting saying, all right, so in conclusion, fluoride, chemical, tiny genitals, misinformation, panic, death, Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> uh, that's his closing argument. And it's enough uh, for, for many people in the real world. Um, and so uh, Leslie comes in is like, I don't know, that was pretty boring. And so check this out. And they could play a video um, of Kyle <laughs> Boring Kyle sitting <laughs> on the a park bench drinking water, and uh, he's like, "Plain water, yuck! I'm bored." And then Tom shows up, try this, and then Kyle drinks the water, and he turns into a uh, a very sexy man in shiny shorts. Because <laughs> 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 water will do that to you, um, mm-hmm. and uh, especially when it has tea dazzle. <laughs> so we're not talking about fluoride anymore. We're talking about an aquatic-based social media oral experience. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and yeah, so, I, I do not want that. <laughs> so you've you've lost my my vote already. Yeah, I'm out of this. So yeah, so pe- people are pretty excited as Tom's hyping up the tea dazzle <laughs> and uh, like social media. Like, do I have to? Do you share the water around? Like here, I here try this. Yeah, you take a sip and then you spit that sip into somebody else's mouth. That's yes. social water. Oh, so yeah, I'm everybody is entering into this this competition to win an exciting blue T-shirt, plain blue T-shirt. Yeah, it's gonna be 
It's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, that's epic. Don't don't play it down, man. Yeah, it's sorry. plain. It's plain, but it's so blue. The bluest. It's the bluest of all. Uh, and so, Leslie, in the um, in the council meeting, it comes back. It's like our polling shows that seventy two percent of citizens are in favor of adding tea dazzle to their water, um, effectus, effectively killing Councilman Jam's so called clean water bill. Uh, and he's like, she says, eat it, Jam. And then Jeremy's like, apology accepted. And she's like, why not stop at tea dazzle? Why not? Why not keep going? And so he welcomes in Jessica Wicks, who is offering to take over the uh, the distribution of water in the city with something called Drinkums, <laughs> which is basically uh, juice boxes <laughs> coming out of your tap because <laughs> a juice box is gross and not good for you, and it's just sugar. Yeah, look like look like Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so. The everybody is very excited about you know free Sweetums stuff generally in Pawnee, and so they uh, um, Jeremy's like you know they're gonna do this it's gonna save us a ton of money and all of this is just gonna come right to your house unless he's like this is filled with sugar where there's no way we're doing this <laughs> and uh, Jeremy's like too late we're gonna fill the whole reservoir with this stuff and then we see that he has. A uh, two very large <laughs> chess pieces, <laughs> and he knocks one over. Checkmate. <laughs> and, and I was like, "Did you bring those just so to, to do that?" And like maybe. And the look on Jam's face is so perfect as he sits back yeah. and is just like, "Yeah, so good. I got it, <laughs> nailed it." Uh, now, Jason, what what do you think? Do you think like so? If they're gonna fill the reservoir, do you, they had different flavors of of drinkums. So do you think like the plan would be to put all of them in there like a graveyard situation or do you think they would change it out, you know, quarterly or thematically or, you know, because if you have grape one day, like how do you get the different flavors to people would be my like you can't you can't just send different flavors to different areas. That's not that's not fair. No, I think that's exactly what you do. Like but I, I don't even know say, how you do logistically. How do you do that? If it's coming from one source, how do you split off the different flavors? Well. Um, I, I, look, that's for the nerds to figure out, Uh huh. but I do think that you can definitely boost real estate prices. Oh, based on the flavor. What, what would flavor. be the most, yeah. What would be the most expensive flavor then? Neighborhood. Fruit. Punch. Fruit yeah, obviously. And the least <laughs> and the lowest like neighborhood. Grape. I'm, I'm grape. sorry. You cut out there. Did you say grape? Grape. I'm sorry. No, no. Lemon is the correct answer. What? Grape. Is, grape is gross. Grape is a that is the best. I'm with you with fruit punch, but right below that is grape, my friend. Uh, well, and then the blue drink, whatever that one is, Glacier Blast. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what I love the flavor of glaciers. <laughs> <laughs> well, not when it's exploding, like bla- it's, it's oh, gotta yeah. be extreme yeah. glaciers. <laughs> they move twice as fast. They they, they carve twice as much earth. <laughs> yeah, and half the time. Wow. Grape. No, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of, of grape flavor. The only thing worse than grape flavor is banana flavor. They don't have, I, I don't think they have banana Gatorade yet. Well, it's because Michael Jordan, who is uh, a Picasso of painting and a world-class gambler, uh, as we'll see <laughs> later in this episode, uh, he probably wouldn't let him. He's like, I don't want my name to be associated with a fake banana flavor. Yeah. So... It's got like what my, plants crave, electrolytes. 
man. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we can agree to disagree about how wrong you are about grape flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I do think, though, that I, mean, I was willing it, to meet you. It was a, it's a bipartisan issue, man. I, I, I reached across the aisle with the fruit punch and then you just undercut me with with the, the grape slander. I. That's fine. Well, who's who? Who made you king? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, wow. Yeah, I think the uh, yeah, I, I can get what get get with you on blue. <laughs> Just, flavor. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't uh, matter. I just, I still don't think you can just like segregate flavor neighborhoods. That's, that's the I bigger issue that, we need to address. Cause what no. if I want, what if I want fruit punch and I live in an orange neighborhood? Well, pay up, dude. <laughs> gotta move. You gotta move. Yeah. This oh my is, gosh. I mean, this is it's, how it's really going to save Pawnee Buku bucks is in tax revenue on the flip side. Because like oh, if you God, move oh, just, in, right, right. If you move into a neighborhood that is uh, is fruit punch neighborhood, you know, it's a your property value is going to be up, but you're going to pay right. higher taxes because of property value. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. All that's right. I, I'm thinking long term. So like, I would say uh, if we're doing uh, <laughs> flavor linings, um, then we have the fruit punch followed by blue. With next highest value, and then grape. orange. Grape, actually, I would put orange above. I don't grape. even know you. <laughs> yeah, but I just want to know, like, what? Na- what? 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 Or- you were gonna say? No, orange is the orange is like the original, right? Fl- flavor. It's fine. Yes. So it's like a out of five star school district, right? <laughs> it's the like three and a half star. Great schools, orange flavored water. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, what's which, their which water na- rating? What, what, what's what's the drinkums rating? What um, what neighborhood? You know, get, I would want to live in the neighborhood that gets like the 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 new flavor. You know, they have like you know kiwi cucumber mm-hmm. or yeah. watermelon blast. You know, they they keep bringing them out and then they fail. Like that's where I would probably end up living. So, like, just like in like Dexart's district. <laughs> yes <laughs> i don't right. know uh yeah well i'm glad we solved this um where are we in the story jam <laughs> 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 um, just uh checkmated leslie with his oh, giant yeah, chest yeah, pieces yeah, yeah. okay all right so uh leslie calls a press conference the next day um and says listen this whole Sweetums thing is ridiculous. We're, we can't pump our water supply full of water. That's what's next? Cookie dough toothpaste? And then she realizes that's a great idea, which I disagree with her. Uh, so, <laughs> hard, hard pass. Um, and, uh, and so then she says, look, Sweetums is an evil, profit-hungry corporation that is ruining our health. And uh, obesity is up 100%. And it's unacceptable. And so then she starts chanting, down with the poison, peddling corporate monster, down with Sweetums. And... You know, she feels like loose cannon. There's no consequences. She can do whatever she wants. She comes back to her office to find out that Ben heard about her speech and uh, he got fired because he works for Sweetums. And uh, and so there are consequences to her actions. So she goes over to Jessica's office and asks for uh, to not fire Ben. And Jessica says, you need to apologize and uh, you need to say we're a moral upstanding corporation that you're proud to have in Pawnee 
And you also have to wear a lime green pantsuit because it would look terrible on you. <laughs> You're such an autumn. I thought that was the meanest part. You're such an autumn. That's so cruel. Uh, what color is an autumn then? I don't know what that means. Oh, like um, like natural colors, browns, greens, warmer warmer tones, um, but not like like a summer or spring or the brighter okay. tones. Yeah, it's usually yeah. based on your complexion and hair color. All right, eyes. Yeah, your face, your face, D- different elements of a face. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, now we learned something. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Leslie is doing this um, practice on her apology speech. And, uh, and Ben's like, don't do this. <laughs> Please don't. And Leslie's like, we, we can't both be out of a job. What are we going to do? Sleep all day? Take cooking classes together? Sit on a couch and watch movies? Which sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. But it also mm-hmm. sounds like Leslie's idea of prison. So she doesn't want that. Um, and... Uh, so they're trying to figure out what to do here. And Ben points out that 90% of charity work that she, that he did was to compensate for messes that Sweetums caused. So right. if we remember, there was a slow moving molasses disaster that he was working on. <laughs> uh, so, um, so then, uh, Leslie realizes that she's, she could get Tom in on this and Tom can help solve the problem. Um, and so she calls another press conference and she says, I said some really harsh, and she's wearing the lime green suit. So I said some really harsh things about Sweetums and their great new product. Uh, but when I looked at it, the research, I found some pretty compelling facts about Drinkums that made me change my tune. And then she starts going into all of the different scientific facts about Drinkums. Um, and uh, it is super boring. And Ben is there uh, with his, he's managing the, uh, the slides on the presentation. Um, and you know, Ben put that presentation together and he loved it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, dude. What about what, molar mass? But what about molar mass? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How you does one, one three six point zero eight six grab you? <laughs> yeah. He had me at one three six. MPP is an emulsifier as well as a plus seven <laughs> pH buffer. Oh, so, dude, you get a plus seven pH buffer. You <laughs> are ready for battle. Like you can... <laughs> Yeah. Your your teeth are basically invincible at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so then Tom interrupts and uh and is like Drinkum seems pretty boring to me. Not like H2 flow. <laughs> and uh she's like, What? I have several binders with very important data that I need to get through. <laughs> and uh well, miss. <laughs> I love that <laughs> I love that anybody would think that Tom doesn't know Leslie. Like in the press corps here. <laughs> well, miss, right. uh, I think we'd all appreciate it if you just swallowed a teaspoon of hush. <laughs> <laughs> and so H2 Flow is an app for your teeth. The more flow you take in, the more sparkle points you get. Get enough sparkle points and you're on your way to your first Aqua Badge. Collect enough Aqua Badges and we'll welcome you into the H2 Flow Platinum Club. Yeah, I'm in. All these things sound yes, amazing. And fake, uh, and then it cuts to Tom saying, "I'm a great business. I'm great at business, and I'm great at park stuff. I'm like Picasso meets Michael Jordan. I can paint, but I can also be a world class gambler." Which call back to 
the one funny part of that whole parks uh play 60 propaganda uh tom is sitting in the chair all colt geared out and he's like go fetch this ball for me and then it cuts back to him he's like i love sports <laughs> i love sports so here it's like michael jordan <laughs> See, he knows michael jordan as a gambler not as the greatest basketball player of a generation so or, or all time that's fine what well, i don't know man i don't know it's the numbers i don't know yeah i love i love how i love how tom gamifies water and wins like that's it's so perfect it's, yeah, it's like candy crush for your teeth yeah yeah it's, it's great he he is uh he's leaning into his strengths here which is great finally something that is good for tom uh so they go to the credit scene of this episode uh leslie and ben are, are talking and uh they, they say drinkums is dead and tomorrow every pawnee residents will have h2 flow in their drinking water and that's like that's great news h2 flow is fluoride right <laughs> and i was like i think so <laughs> i'll double check with tom um and uh and so now i was like hey look at us we're two people who are about to have zero jobs and uh it's okay. We'll land on our feet. And just then, Tom comes in and is like, hey, guess who won the plain blue t-shirt? Throws it to Ben, and Ben is so excited. No yeah. way! <laughs> Look how blue it so is! So cool. <laughs> yeah, so blue. So blue. Uh, I love getting it, free stuff and yeah. throwing it away three months later. But, hey. I, f- I recently found uh, solid color t-shirts mm-hmm. from Old Navy that yes. don't have any graphics on them or anything they're excellent right and i love them. tagless too yes and uh and so my christmas list this year i, I put two packages of oh. those on my christmas list i just want more <laughs> solid color t-shirts that's all i want and i was pretty excited about it when i saw those taken off of my christmas list like someone's getting oh, sweet these. keep us posted on the uh the color <laughs> i hope you get a, a plain blue one well i they're darker colors which is nice. Yeah. Because it's a three Yeah, because you're, you're, kind of, you're more of a winter. Yeah. I guess look, I'm a winter. That'll look good. Um, <laughs> I I, yeah, my only, my only pro- not problem with this, but doesn't, isn't Leslie still the deputy, like, like par- uh, parks person? Like, she still has a job, technically. Right? She does. So, yes. I don't know. I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried about her. They'll yeah, land on their be, feet. They're going to be just fine. Just fine. Just fine. All right, so that's right, what's uh, next? plot A. Plot B, uh, well, let's talk about April and uh, Donna's drama. So okay. as they are merging the parks departments between Eagleton and Pawnee, uh, the uh, part of that is animal control. And uh, April oversees the Pawnee animal control, and Craig oversaw the uh, Eagleton animal control. And so they're merging the websites back together to help get dogs adopted and uh and so they're looking at the website and they're just really pleased with it and greg says these dogs are so cute i want to throw up and kill myself (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's a weird reaction um and uh and so craig uh craig has uh all the shelters and he's done a really good job here and so they're trying to make it all work for this new system um and they're looking at dogs and she sees one uh a, a golden retriever that is totally covered in mud. And, and she says, this dog is rolling around in a puddle. That's something Andy does when he gets hot. Uh, and, uh, and so then they're like, oh, look, this dog is totally Tom. Uh, and then this one is 
so they're recognizing like, we're going to do this. We're going to find all these dogs that are our spirit dogs. And Jerry's Jerry, Larry is about to leave. And he's like, I gotta go pick up Gail and Craig, Craig gets in on it. And he's like, if you don't, if you leave right now, we will make your spirit dog a miniature schnauzer. And Jerry, like, is that bad? <laughs> yes, get in there. <laughs> I so, love, I love how ag- aggressively inclusive Craig is in this moment, because Larry or Jerry never, um, Gary never gets invited to anything, and it's like the one time he like kind of doesn't want to be included. Craig's like, no, you will be a part of this, right? Yes, yeah, everybody's it's, in. It's so great. I love it. I, Craig's awesome. Craig. Craig adds just enough chaos to this era of Parks and Rec to keep it interesting. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, so uh, so they're in the conference room make, uh, matching up all the dogs to people, and they make one for Craig, which is like a crazy-looking dog. And, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> Craig's like, uh, that's insane. I will burn this place to the ground if you pick that one. And they put the pictures next to Craig. And he's like, okay, good choice. <laughs> it's spot on. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so it's all working really well. And then they, um, April suggests a dog for Donna and it's a poodle. And she says, it's because you're pretty and you like makeup and stuff. And Donna doesn't really like that very much. And so she says, game over. Uh, and she leaves, Mm. um, which is a bummer. Everybody's having a good time. And then somebody's like, I don't want to have this good time anymore. That's hard to deal with. Yeah. So April tries to, um, smooth it over with Donna and she comes over and is like, are you still dumb? Uh, he's too dumb. <laughs> are you still upset about the poodle thing? It's just a dumb game. And she's like, no, I'm upset because you don't really know anything about me. And April's like, well, you don't hang out that much. And so, um, and then Donna is like, well, I know a lot about you. You're beautiful. You're cold and aloof. You pride yourself on being a loner. You do not obey. You choose to cooperate. And when you stop, burying your fangs to pick a mate it's for life you're fiercely loyal you pack uh to your pack which makes you a rare black siberian husky and craig hears this whole thing like that was so spot on it was scary i need to lie down for 45 minutes no an hour a full Full hour hour oh this is one of my favorite parts that's what i say that's what i say that every time i go to take a nap (laughs) i need to lay down for 45 minutes i need to go lay down for 45 minutes no an hour a full hour Yeah. I love that Craig knows himself that well. Like, I know exactly how much time I need to lay down. <laughs> yeah. So, well, for 45 him. minutes is a good, is like, is an average REM cycle, but you want to tack on a little bit of extra time for both like falling asleep and maybe waking up. So an hour, setting aside a block in like an hour, that's a good, that's a good amount of time as far as naps go. I don't know. I can really only get on board with a nap like 20 minutes. Oh, I, I can't. If I sleep more than that, my whole life is over. <laughs> in, in what capacity you drink more I, I, coffee than anybody i know well that might be why i don't take very many naps <laughs> <laughs> so if you take a nap for longer than 20 minutes it'll keep you up but you drink co- i've been to your house I, i've vacationed where you literally are like going to bed with a cup of coffee in your hand and you're like no nah, i'm fine i'm just yeah i don't know what the problem shut is shut it down uh no I, like it's more it's not that i, I you know, like if i take a nap i'll stay up late it's more that if i take a nap I will be gr- too long of a nap. I'll just be groggy and crump- uh, grumpy mm. after the nap. Yeah. So, okay. All yeah. Right. Anyway, everybody naps differently. Donna or Craig knows his, his limits. You know, yours. I know mine. Y'all no, enjoy know your, your limit. 
Uh, so Donna and April meet again. And, uh, so April is like, all right, I want to learn everything there is to know about you. And so they go through, uh, Donna's very specific, uh, personality traits about favorite color, favorite music, favorite book is Downton Abbey. <laughs> uh, and but that's uh, not a Downton, Downton Abbey, Abbey. Um, and, uh, I also love her favorite movies in order, natural born killers, remains of the day and Bill, Bill and Ted's bogus journey. <laughs> Those are three very different movies. And so Donna is this potpourri of, uh, of a wide range of interests. And, uh, and so it cuts to April with the talking head. He's like, I still have no idea what, no clue. Yeah. What to say about Donna. Uh, and so she. Uh, comes back. He's like, all right, I figured out your dog. And she's like, you're a Nova Scotia toll toller because you're outgoing and adventurous and you love Canada. <laughs> no, that's not right. Um, and I was like, no, but I appreciate your effort and uh, you'll probably never guess what kind of dog I am. And that's when April's like, you're right. It's because you're a cat. You're temperamental, you're unpredictable, complex and hard to read. You make people work before you let them in. But if they put the time and prove they care, then you open yourself to them. Right. And then Donna's like, yeah, and gets up and gives April a hug, which she does not want at all. But <laughs> now April and Donna are the best of friends for the rest of their lives. But I mean, and that really does kind of uh, change something in the Donna and April dynamic for the rest of the series. Yeah, Like it's pretty, it's, it's actually like, oh, this, this did something in their, in their relationship, which was great. So. Yeah, I love this whole storyline, you know, it, and at first it was like re reducing people down to just this kind of the dog. But then Donna is like, you know, at first you think, oh, she's she's getting her nose bent out of shape. But then it turns out to be something that's a lot more serious and and, and meaningful. And it, yeah, totally improves their their relationship. And the fact that Donna was able to like let it go when she came back with the Nova Scotia dog and was like, you know, could try. It's fine. You know, it's it's not easy. And and that's when but April keeps going because she really. Yeah, she cares too. What, yeah. what 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 dog do you think you would be? Like what what breed well, personifies Jason Duman? Uh, well, I have two dogs. Uh huh. And of the two, I think my I mean I have my favorite, um, <laughs> uh, Maggie, who is a golden retriever. And so, like, I w I would aspire to be a golden retriever. Yeah. Um, just because they're the the sweetest and most wonderful dogs. But I really do think that I my my spirit dog is a bulldog on a skateboard. That's what I want <laughs> specifically. That's that's like that that's the kind of dog that I want for just that one reason. <laughs> right, skate skateboarding dog with yeah. or without no, the sunglasses. A, skate, a skateboarding bulldog. Oh, uh, for sure. And not just a skateboarding dog. A skateboarding bulldog and sunglasses. Bulldog. Sunglasses are definitely an important part of that. Okay. I think because they would, uh, it's for safety and style. What about yeah, you? Double. Yeah. Dual fold. I, you know, I, I've been thinking about it. I don't really, I don't have a great answer. Um, I like in my younger years, probably a border collie cause they are just have a ton of energy and, but they like to like herd things, which keep things together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, that was kind of me as a kid and, but like now, probably just whatever old dog lays on like by the fire. That's probably, right. yeah. 
I don't need the sweater or anything. I just need some something warm somewhere to just kind of lay down. And then if, <laughs> if you have something interesting to say, I'll like lift my head and go, I'll acknowledge you. And then just put my head back right, down. Right back to napping. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, I might have my eyes open. I mean, you know, it's fine. There's, you know, that dog that just kind of chills. And then uh, every once in a while, for no apparent reason, just gets up and starts doing things. You know, you know, dogs like that. They're just like, oh, why? what are you doing? That's that's every dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My, you know, when you guys come over to my house, mm -hmm. I mean, my family's house, it's not just mine. We, anyway, uh, you know, our dogs are very excited when people come over. Oh, yeah. And I feel like people think, man, your dogs are crazy. But most of the time, they're literally just sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they're so boring. Um, like M Maggie, I will probably, when we're done recording, I'll probably take her for a walk. Bailey, the other dog, uh, will hide from me. <laughs> and when I get the leash, she's like, I don't want to go outside. <laughs> nope. You know how cold it is out there, man? <laughs> yeah. Also, so, also, I love that you, and you guys live at the bottom of a cul-de-sac. It's a, it's a nice neighborhood. And, but she has to start her walk uphill every time. There's no, you know, real, you know. You don't warm up to it. You don't know. Even it's out like of our now. driveway. Our driveway is uphill. <laughs> it's all uphill. So yeah. So Bailey's like, I don't want anything to do with that. And Maggie's like, yes, let's go. Um, but then she comes back and is like, oh, okay, I'm going to go lay down again. Um, <laughs> yesterday, I was sitting upstairs and Maggie went from the chair she normally sits in to one side of the couch, the middle of the couch, the other side of the couch, laying down in all of them, Kathy's chair, then her little mattress that we have for her upstairs. And then back to the chair that she started in because <laughs> she's like, I just don't know optimal comfort right now. <laughs> so she, <laughs> you got to explore the space, man. You got to so funny. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be fun. Um, yeah. Dogs are great. Listener. If you're still listening, what kind of dog are you? <laughs> Send us an email parks and conversation at gmail.com. And Ooh, or, uh, you know, it'd be really fun is tell us about yourself and then we'll pick a dog for you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like a BuzzFeed quiz. Or like a live on-air BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, that can't go wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think part of the thing, though, with Donna, like why she appreciated the new effort is because April's first at, at attempt was very superficial. And her right. second attempt was like, no, let's talk about you as a person. Um, and so that's part of why she's like, yeah, I appreciate the effort. Um, so, uh, listener, if you do that, if you send us things about you and say, pick a dog, it will probably be pretty superficial. <laughs> Just heads up. <laughs> so I will, I will put so much energy into it. That would be amazing. Uh, so send I'll, if you send those in, I will send them all to Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy knows yes. about one kind of dog, <laughs> the border collie. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, we'll I had one happens. for like six months. Okay. <laughs> you had a border collie? I did, yeah. As a child? Uh, yeah, as a as oh. a teenager. Okay. Six months, huh? There. The more you know. Yeah. But, uh, and then I think I, I secretly believe, like my parents said it ran away. I secretly think my parents gave it away because it was all so much energy, so much yeah. work. Dogs are a lot of so. work. For anyway. sure. All right. Last, last thread. This is your favorite well, one. This was my favorite one. So, uh, people, the office, people are in the office and they're looking at something Ron made. Uh, and, uh, he made a, uh, a crib for his coming child. 
Um, and uh, the way he talks about it, he's he approached the tree, murdered it, left it to cure in the wood shop, and began working it into a crib for my upcoming child. Uh, so, uh, so Chris is like, you can't use that. It, you're ignoring every known crib safety standard. It's covered in my parenting book I'm reading. <laughs> Are you going to crawl my way by Lenny Kravitz? <laughs> 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 uh, and Ron's like, it's going to be fine. I made it with my own two hands. And Chris says, no, um, let me take you to the place in Bloomington uh, where we bought the safest crib in the explored universe. Um, and R- Chris, Ron's like, counter offer. I, you take me nowhere. And I talk to no one. He's <laughs> 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 like, well, counter, counter offer. You come with me or I make you attend a full uh, four hour fax cover sheet protocol meeting. Either way, oh. it's a win for me. <laughs> Chris thrown around the the boss weight, man. Yeah, that would be the worst meeting because who is sending faxes? Um, <laughs> so they get to Bloomington and she's like, Ann found this place. It's where we bought our Sounds of Nature machine. And Ron's like, you bought a machine that replicates an open window? <laughs> and uh, and Chris, who thinks everybody remembers everything about him, comes in. He's like, hey, do you remember me? I came here looking for the Vanna White book on child care. I'd like to solve the puzzle of parenting. <laughs> And, uh, and he's like, uh, he's like, can you show Ron the crib that you sold me? And I love the name of this crib, the baby love little sweetheart safe forever and ever model. And he's like, Oh, that's a death trap. It's got this weird stuff in the blue and burn my fingertips off. And so Ron's just like, I'll be in the car, uh, which then is going to create a panic for, for, uh, for Chris, because you know, he's trying to do everything he can perfectly. So he comes and talks to Ron mm-hmm. in his office. Like, uh, I want to do things the Swanson way. Wonderful. The first rule, no conversation lasts longer than 100 total words. You have used nine. I have used 20. And so they start talking. And all the while you can see Ron just like kind of nodding. And, uh, and I was like, uh, Chris wants to build a crib for his son, uh, for his baby that's coming. Uh, and, uh, and he, he needs, help here so ron's like we'll go to my wood shop at lunch and chris is wonderful look at us both standing on the cusp of fatherhood i know we have spent a lot of time together but 100 (laughs) Ron just cuts it off at 100 and he leaves which is great and uh that is uh yeah you it really is 100 words as you go through and count it's so good but you could see ron was basically counting the whole time uh so they go to the uh, wood shop and uh ron is uh doing the whole woodworking thing and chris is also trying to pick up parenting advice from ron because he just exudes wisdom um and uh and ron is not having that either he's like i'm not trying to give you any lesson like you just learn like just do things um but chris is going to try to pick up metaphors all the way around um, and so, uh, like as Ron is putting the, the wood into the place, like a properly, a joint is properly fashioned. All you need to do is guide it into place. And Chris, like, all you need to do is a guide it into place. What I get from this is when parenting, sometimes a subtle hand is more effective than a strong one. And Ron's like, no, <laughs> no, so, this is already so much more helpful than the book on parenting real dads by Apollo Anton Ono and Sean White. <laughs> yeah, rad dads. Rad dads. Uh, <laughs> and then Ron throws a piece of wood away and he's like, why'd you throw it away? It's unstable. It's no good. It's like, um, and he's like, I don't understand the throwing away the wood metaphor. What's the lesson? Oh, I know it's potty training. <laughs> <laughs> 
that trash can is the toilet and the wood was the feces. <laughs> it's like, Chris, I'm not trying to teach you anything. Uh, he's like, no, you're giving me metaphors. He's like, what? I hate metaphors. That's when my favorite book is Moby Dick. No frou-frou symbolism. Just a good, simple tale about a man who hates an animal. <laughs> and then he, Ron's like, oh, that's enough for today, I think. And he starts putting his chisels away. And Chris is like, an organized child is a no. <laughs> no. No, I don't. Not, I don't. <laughs> I'm not teaching you anything. No. Nope. I don't, I don't mean to brag, but... Um... We once stayed at the Ocean Crest, uh, which is out on the coast of Washington. And if you call and get an answering machine, the the message is uh, Apollo Anton Ono saying, welcome to the Ocean Crest. Uh, and this is my favorite resort on the Washington coast. How much so, money do you think they paid him to do that? I don't think they paid him anything. <laughs> I think somebody How many times has he stayed there for free to do that. <laughs> I don't I don't know. But once I heard that message, I was sold. There's yes, nothing. This is the place. Yeah. Ice ice speed skating athletes done. I, I mean, if they if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us mortals. Yeah, I think I think we have a lot of the same interests. <laughs> Me and <laughs> Apollo Anton Ono. So, yeah, I. Yeah. Give the, I, I, the give, idea of give the Seacrest these, a call. Seriously, like uh, celebrity books about like parenting, like it's so laughable in this show, but it's something that people really buy. Like they, they make fun of it because people are like, "Oh yeah, no, Jim Carrey wrote a book on parenting." <laughs> Wait, did he really? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. But, <laughs> It's like how, how to remove your mask. 300 tips for not having a dumb and dumber child. <laughs> or uh, Fire Marshal Bill presents household <laughs> safety. I, would, I actually would buy that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Living Color is one of the greatest <laughs> things that ever happened to humanity in the explored universe. Oh, my gosh. So, it was a great show. So great. Uh, so... Um, Let me tell you something. <laughs> so continuing on, uh, Chris is at home and Ron comes over and he's like, hey, I, I built this crib. I'm going to give it to you and Ann. It's perfectly safe. I tested it by hitting it with my truck. <laughs> Zoom out. And the front end of his truck is all mashed in. Uh, and, uh, and Chris like, well, I can't accept it. This is for your baby. And Ron's like, there's more than one crib tree in a forest. <laughs> That's not a lesson, by the way. Just a comment on lumber, lumber availability. <laughs> There's more than one crib tree in a forest. Uh, and uh, yeah. And so, and Ron says, listen, nobody has all the right answers, including me. And the toxic crib you bought won't be the last mistake you make. But you're showing that you care a lot about your son. And so you're going to, you're going to be great. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and Chris says, thanks for the crib and the advice. It's much better than any metaphor. And then it cuts to Ron with the talking head going, does the white whale actually symbolize the unknowability and meaningless of human existence? <laughs> nah. nah, it's just a bleeping fish. <laughs> oh, 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 Ron. Uh, so great. None of these frou-frou symbolism. <laughs> no, face value. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the episode. We did it. It was. We did it. 
I mean, I, I know we got pretty heavy with the uh, propaganda for the NFL and the um, and mm-hmm. big fluoride. But, you know, I do think it ends on a good point here with Chris and Ron saying, look, be if you care about your kids, that's going to lead you a long way in being a good parent, <laughs> which right. shouldn't have to be said. But there's a lot of kinds of parents out there. So, yeah. Yeah. And Chris and Chris almost cares like. I don't want to say too much, but he can't even see the fact that his caring, it's, it's enough. Right. Yeah. Your caring is enough. Well, uh, yeah. Anything else, Jeremy, that uh, stands out to you in this whole thing? No, no. I, I really like this episode. Like, like I said, the, the Donna in April, the dogs was really funny uh, with Craig. That was great. Um, and just them coming together, getting closer as friends was, was fun to see. Um, and yeah, I, I really, <laughs> I thought the tea dazzle part with Tom was pretty great, uh, for his character and most everyone else was kind of just doing their thing. Uh, I think Chris said at one point he'd been, he, he was, his anxiety, he hadn't slept in like 50 hours or something like that. It's like, dude, you, you got to go see your Dr. Nygaard, you know, that's, yeah, that's when you need into that counseling. Yeah. You, you have, you have resources, man. Use them. So <laughs> don't just wait. Don't just wait till your next appointment. <laughs> that's good that's good to go on <laughs> so. yeah so next week yeah i think this came in at like a 7.7 or 7.8 um you know i think every i think all parks and rec should be like eight or above but you know some of them yeah i don't know but uh yeah well, next i week, think the uh the two star uh yeah, see, that just brings it right person brought the whole rating down that's fine so yeah all right um yeah next week cones of dunshire oh man it's can't wait great can't wait so so good this is nothing (laughs) until until then yeah well everybody have a good one jeremy i'll see you later i'll talk to you uh in the future and uh yeah it'll be uh it'll be a good time yeah i look forward to that if you uh, enjoyed the show like and review it tell your friends don't do nothing do something yeah no we're not the boss of you enjoy your nap all right uh i will not (laughs) bye so bye